This episode of Left of Field is brought to you by Hail the Kale. Eat simple and wholesome food and your body will thank you. Their Super Bowls aim to create healthy, modern-day convenient food that looks as good as it tastes. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hello, all you lovely Left of Field listeners. I'm Danny Kavanagh, and this is the 10th episode of Left of Field. I was lucky enough to chat to the Fremantle Dockers' latest debutante, Michael Freddie Frederick. We chat about his career so far, the hub life, and how he likes to keep busy off the field. It's a great, fun chat, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. How are you going today? I'm good, thanks, Danny. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Firstly, big congratulations for your effort last weekend in your first game. How did it feel getting to run out there? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was unreal running out for the first time with the boys. And, um, yeah, dream come true, really. So I'm an honour to put the Guernsey on and run out there for the first time. Now, it was only 30,000 fans, but obviously the most fans you've probably ever played in front of. Could you yeah. hear them? Oh, yeah, you could. you can hear them for sure. When I first run out on the ground, yeah, they they'll cheering pretty loud, and yeah, it's like a pretty cool feeling. I think like you never ever get that feeling again, well, like anywhere else. So yeah, it was pretty cool to have that experience. How did you find out that you were going to make your debut? So during the week, like we normally train in different groups, like a forwards, mids, and backs group. I got moved into a forwards group, and it's normally I changed the group towards the end of the week. The week, yeah, I was in the forwards group, and I was just like. Oh, might be a chance this week, but never know. On the Friday, I got told to go to the match committee room and the coach, JL, he yeah told me the news. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Who did you tell first? I had to call my mum first. So, yeah, called mum. And then I think she told my brother as well. So I didn't get to tell him. Yeah, and your family, obviously, your brother does play for Port Adelaide. Was it sad that they weren't be able to be there for the first game? Yeah, it's a bit sad that um, they weren't able to be there, but I just told them like it is what it is. I know they watched they watched on TV. So did your yeah, brother have any good. comments about your performance? He was probably the first one to text me after the game and just said like he's he's so happy with the way I played. Yeah, pre- like really proud of me. So that was pretty uh, cool to look at after the game. Well, hopefully you can be there for his first. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. So right now you're back in Perth in the hub. Can you explain yep. to me what's the hub like? What's the day-to-day life of a Freo Docker player at the moment? So today at training, we just did like an acid flush, so just like a light run in your groups and then team meeting and then that's about it, to be honest, like a bit of treatment here and there and then, yeah, team meeting and then that's the day done by midday. So pretty relaxed day today and then a bit more full-on during the week. You're living, you know, in a hub, kind of can't go out and do things that you yep. might usually do. What are your restrictions at home, staying in your normal accommodation? Who can you interact with? Yeah, so I live with like a host family. I've been living with them for about four months now. During the day, obviously you get allocated times to go to the club when you're required there. So I only really ever go to the club. And then yesterday I went to fill my car up. So that's that's about it. But I've heard that most of the boys have been doing like home delivery for food shopping and all that stuff with Coles. So. Well, these Hail the Cow Bowls will be excellent for you then um, for yeah, today's podcast. You're living at home and you, you've got restrictions. Is anyone checking up on you? I've been checked up once by the police. So like you have times that you have to be home. I think during the week it's between 7am and 6pm. But on one of our shorter days, 
I got home and literally 10 minutes later, my house got checked on so to make sure I was there. Lucky. And what was the Gold Coast hub like? How would you sum that experience? Yeah, it was actually pretty good. We got to obviously spend more time around each other and create different bonds with other people, teammates and coaches and all that. So, yeah, that was pretty good. Like we had a, uh, like a trivia night and we were in different groups. So that was a pretty good night. Um, How are you at trivia? Well, in my group, I said that I wasn't the greatest. I've never done like a trivia night before, but I probably contributed the most in my team, to be honest. So, what would your specialty topic be? A little bit of pop culture. Yeah, good. Yeah. So. That's, you always need someone on the team that knows the movies and all of the stuff. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned yeah, you got yeah. to bond with a lot of your teammates and coaches. Yeah. Obviously, being someone that's you know young and coming through, that's really important. Who around the club has been a good influence for you and given you a lot of tips? Well, I talked to James Ace a bit and he's obviously new to the club and Croden I lived with for my first two months. Like I hung around him most most of the time, but like I always asking for tips and all that stuff whenever. Let's take it back to the beginning. You're obviously not from Perth. How did you end up with the Dockers? Explain to me where your love of footy started. I was probably about six or seven years old when I started like kicking the footy around with my brother. I can't remember ever playing any other sports at school or whatever. But yeah, one day at school footy, we had like a mate and we were watching him play school footy. And my brother and I didn't play for the school team. We were just kicking the footy around and we got asked by someone to play footy for the school. Yeah, it started from there, I think in 2009. And we played maybe half the school season and then played like a local club from under 10s on, on the way to under 18s. And then, yeah, I've played, I think, when I was a bit younger, we had like Port Adelaide development squads. Now um, my brother and I were in those teams when we were a bit younger, around 12 to 14. So, yeah. It's always something you've done with your brother. Do yeah. you think it's that a bond between you, you know, coming over from South Sudan and trying to fit in culture here, it was good to have someone around you like that that could teach you the sport? Yeah, I'm not sure how we got into it or why we started playing. But, yeah, like having my brother around was always good. We can do like a like a pair's kick and all that stuff in the backyard and just like watch footy and we always did everything together. So, yeah, that was, that was a big help. Who was better growing up? Probably him. He was always mm-hmm. taller than me until maybe like three years ago or two years ago and a lot stronger than me. So he was a lot better. But I always said I, I had more skills than him. So <laughs> You're showing that now that you've got your time to shine. What do you think the biggest tip or skill you learnt from him over that period? Oh, probably... Marking, he could always jump. But you've yeah, got the pace always. on him. You showed that on the weekend. How was that yeah. little burst of pace? I bet everyone's talking about that around the club. Yeah, no, nah, the boys, they love it. They just say, like, play your natural game and they love it when I run up and down. Yeah, they always say, like, if time in front of me and time to take some grass on the field, just run. So it's one of my strengths. And is that something that's always been a strength of yours? Have you worked on that? Uh, I was probably always reasonably quick when I was young. I've probably obviously gotten a lot more fitter since being at the club but yeah those two hand in hand are pretty beneficial out on the field uh, like speed and endurance so. and then you got drafted quite late um, pick 61 yep. by the dockers how was that experience was it nerve-wracking oh well I wasn't too sure that whether I was going to end up somewhere or not um, but my brother has been through the ride with like what to expect on draft night and all that stuff because he was a chance of going into state. Yeah, he just told me like if a team wants to draft you, they'll pick you up. So he told me not to stress too much, but I'd, I still did. My manager just said to me like I'd probably go late or rookie. 
So whether or not I got picked up, I don't think I would have been too disappointed if I didn't because I don't think I was expected to. Yeah, getting picked up by the Dockers was a dream come true. Had you spoken to the Dockers or had, was there many other clubs that were interested in you? Yeah, I spoke to the Dockers and I think two, two or three other clubs. And yeah, the, like just by the vibe they were giving me during the like meetings and stuff, I could tell that they probably wanted me more than um, the other teams. So yeah, I was delighted when I got my name got called out, pick 61 by the Dockers. When did you decide you wanted to focus a lot of energy into football? How old were you? Probably took footy more seriously. Well, I always took it serious. It's just I didn't think I could ever get drafted until maybe two years ago, three years ago. Coaches always said like I had the skills, I was always coachable and it's just like confidence and all that stuff. And I used to be really, really, really short, probably grown about, oh, I don't even know, I was probably about 169 centimetres in like 2016. And I think I'm 185 now. So <laughs> Quick, grown a great fair bit. Yeah. Was yeah. that? Did you um, have that awkward period of being a lanky player then? Yeah, a little bit. My brother said there was a period there where I didn't realise the size of my body, like I had to get used to. But um, yeah. Did you play any other sport growing up? Nah, never any other sports. Just for fun, like a little bit of basketball at school, like recess and lunch and a bit of soccer and all that stuff, just to get time going at recess and lunch. So. And then you arrived at the Fremantle Dockers and obviously it's been quite a, I've been a different season for you. You would not have expected yeah. your first season to turn out like this and debuting so early on. Yeah. What do you credit that to? Just uh, persistence and patience, I reckon. Like during the like, I guess COVID break period where we did our own individual training, that was like, obviously pretty hard. Like doing training by yourself and all that stuff. So just like knowing that it's not just going to happen overnight. Like you're not going to get picked for a game overnight. Like you got to work on a lot of things and also just seeking advice from coaches and asking questions like that's something that it's a little bit out of my character. I'm sort of like a shy person. But during the hub period, I started to seek. Like, I started to ask questions. JL, I spoke with him one-on-one and, like, it was really good for me, I reckon. Doing a bit more of that in my spare time at the club and all that stuff. And, yeah, putting in the extra touch, like, doing extra hand sessions with the younger boys and all that stuff. So I think that really helped me. What's the culture like here in Perth? Being someone from a different state and not knowing many people, have you found the experience of moving here? Yeah, I've loved every minute of it, to be honest. Obviously, you get I get to do my childhood dream as like as a job so I'm really grateful for that yeah the culture here is well so similar to Adelaide well in Adelaide they say Fremantle is the Port Adelaide of Adelaide so you can see the similarities there were you a Port a supporter growing up yeah yeah I was so yeah. yeah you know what it's like to be in a two-team town and be behind yeah. one of the teams and everyone's obsessed yeah exactly so it's always good today's episode of Left of Field is made possible by Hail the Kale Delicious nourish bowls delivered directly to your office or home. Made fresh with WA's finest and local ingredients, it's nourishment from the inside and out. I love how simple and convenient these super bowls are. Quite often I really can't be bothered making my lunch and this takes meal prepping to a whole new level as the Hail the Kale crew will just make it for you. And with five bowls of pure goodness for just $50, there's no grocery stores, cooking, cleaning, or any hassle involved. It's a lunchtime win all around. And today, all my lovely listeners out there, you will receive 10% of your first order when you use the code LEFTOFIELD10. That's right, try maybe their winter warmer bundle with chicken, or why not give my personal favorite vegan bundle a go? It's really yummy and you won't regret it. After all, healthy eating should be simple, quick and enjoyable. 
Fremantle have a lot of players. Has Nat Fife and any of those older guys really coach a lot of the young boys along? Yeah, a lot. Like obviously Nat's the prime example of like a player that kids aspire to be. Seeking knowledge from him is something that every kid dreams of. Getting that access to him every day and just asking him questions is so good for the draftees and even the like one to four year players. Like just the impact he has on us and how he helps us improve is like really good. Couldn't ask for more. Fremantle obviously aren't, you know, in the top eight or the top of the table. What do you see their future like? Oh, it's really positive. Like, we're not playing bad footy. I think we just have lapses during one quarter of the game and um, that lets us down a bit. The future is so bright for us, I reckon. Like, we've got so many boys between the age of 21 and 25. So hopefully in the years to come, we bring some success to footy clubs. Short term, what can fans expect from the team? What is the kind of goals for this season? What areas are you guys looking to improve on? We haven't discussed too much about that, but like it's obviously been an up and down year so far. Like we've brought a lot of fun into into the club as well. So that's really good. Like, it, like obviously footy can get a bit tiring and when you have good that we have some days where we can just come together as a team and just like socialise and um, talk about other things out other than footy and like outside interests and all that stuff. Like it's hopefully in the in the near future we keep climbing up and progressing as a team. Do you expect to play a few more games this season? How do you think you're tracking? Yeah, obviously I've only played one game. Yeah. Um, so it's just the um, beginning. It's hard to, yeah, it's just the beginning. It's a bit hard to tell whether I'll play more or not. But obviously, yeah, just keep working hard at like my craft and making sure that gets better each week and annoying the coaches as well. And also, yeah, just like getting some advice from the older boys and on what to do, like to hold hold your spot in the team. So use that newly um, found voice that you have. Yeah, I've exactly. a bit more. <laughs> yeah. As someone who obviously hasn't been around the club for too long and now has joined, Fremantle have suffered a lot of injuries over the last few seasons. Why do you think that is? Oh, uh, I'm not too sure, really. Do they manage yeah, their sure. injured players quite well? How have you seen that yeah. as someone coming in? Yeah, of course. Like there's strength and conditioning coaches, and the physios are the ones that make the call, and they they're always. They're there to keep us fit and healthy and make sure we get out in the park each week. So, so players like, like Stephen in, Hill or Harley Bennell, Alex Pierce that have been around, you know, Hamling that are all suffering injuries, it's more just bad luck, really? It's yeah, that it guess, comes all at yeah. once? Yeah, I guess that's what you, what, what, what you can say. It's not like their preparation isn't isn't the best or anything like that. Like they're absolute pros like Stephen and Joel and Alex with their preparation. So can't fault their injuries, really. They're just stuff like anyone can get injured any time, touch wood, hopefully that doesn't happen um, in the next few weeks for us. But, yeah, like you can't really control that. So Yeah, and what are you doing off the field? Are you studying at the moment? No, I'm not studying at the moment, but I've been looking into doing like a, a youth course at uni. So that's something that I've been big on since finishing school. Is that a, a career you like to pursue while you're a player? Even post-footy, I, I think as a player, just getting to like even just like African communities, just talking to kids and letting them know that like if you put your mind to something, you can do it, and there's nothing that can really stop you but yourself. So have a different mindset and telling them that like everything is all good. You just got to put your mind to it, and you can do anything really. I think that's something that I'd be really good at. Uh, I guess coming from where I come from. So there's a lot of African players that are joining the AFL at the moment. How is the sport perceived in, within your community? Obviously. It's- a bit different. South Sudanese boys are probably 
lot taller than what I am, but I'm into basketball a bit. But like I guess, like as a young kid, for myself, seeing my Jack and literally playing like something you probably never would have thought you'd see like ten years ago. So bringing I guess hope to some kids and being an inspiration to young Sudanese kids with South Sudanese kids is yeah, pretty cool thing. So just knowing that like we're at a we're in a good like a great industry to put it out there and help young kids out. Yeah, you can be a bit of a role model for them and yeah. get more of them playing sport. Who is, though, Michael Frederick without AFL? Who's Michael Frederick without AFL? Um, I'll probably, yeah, just really love him person. <laughs> um, I'm really close to my mum, so I'd probably be helping. I still do be helping my mum out a lot. What um, does she think of you playing AFL? Has she always been someone that's come to your games? Honestly, no, because she doesn't like the like physicality, so she hates like watching. Nah, watches when she can. She doesn't come to too many games, but when we were younger, she came to a fair few, just not too many in the last few years. And so what do you do yeah. in your spare time when you're not on the footy field? How do you like to keep busy? I've been doing a little bit of like mindfulness and stuff. Like When I've got a lot of time to myself, I do a bit of mindfulness. Adam Chera got me into that during the like when we were training individually, and yeah, I've been doing it since then. So I think I've, I've found it really good. I try to get to the beach when I can. Do you um, surf? Have you learned no, to surf since surf. being in Perth? Nah, not yet actually. So I might have to get Connor Blakely to teach me or something. <laughs> Watch out! And yeah, you've got the nickname Freddie. Where did that come from? I think Freddie's more what the fans call me. I get called Rick at the footy club because Fred Rick. I guess the fans are call, have been calling me Freddie and then, yeah, at the four walls in at Coburn Arc, um, it's Rick. So. Looking at your uh, Instagram, you like a bit of fashion and that. Is that something that you're passionate about? Oh, I wouldn't say passionate about. Um, <laughs> you like to look good, is that it? Yeah, that's right. You're into yeah. your clothing and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like to look good. I guess you never, you never know who you're going to run into. So, yeah, you've always got to look good for an occasion. What's your go-to outfit? Is it fancy sneaker and tracky combo or something? Oh, it depends, really. depends on the day. Like if it's a nice sunny day, probably some sh- like shorts with some ripped holes in them and all that stuff. And yeah, just like a t-shirt and a hat or whatever. Yeah, nice. But, I like it. Yeah. I like it. You've always got to dress your best. Exactly. And what's a motto you like to live by? Well, I say a lot to my hosties. So I listen to the Dylan Friends podcast and he says, be yourself because everyone's taken and I like that one. But like uh, one of our ones at the footy club is uh, be your best self. So that one's probably one that sticks with me a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. It's simple, but very yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of meaning behind it. It could uh, mean a lot of things to different people. So. And what's yeah. your goal for this season? Is it just to keep chipping away and play the best you can? Yeah, that's right. Keep chipping away, playing the best footy I can, top level, and hopefully earn, earn some a few games before the end of the season. And, yeah, hopefully as a collective, as a club, hopefully, yeah, we all win a few games and keep climbing up that ladder. And would you ever consider moving back over east and playing with your brother? Is that something that you would one day dream of or are you pretty happy where you are now? Oh, I'm pretty happy where I am now. Um, <laughs> I've played with my brother for about... 10 years. So, Lining um, up against him might be a bit more fun. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I'd probably beat him in a one-on-one. So, oh, um, you've definitely good. got him now, you reckon, with the height? You've taken over with the skills? Yeah, 
indeed. Oh, I can't wait to see that battle and hopefully we see it for many, many years. Thank you so much for chatting to me today, Freddie. I really appreciate it. No, that's all right. Anytime. I'm a massive West Coast supporter. So I will, but I will be cheering for you when you play your games. How's that sound? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Thanks. Good luck with it all. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the 10th episode of Left of Field. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Freddie. He's a genuine guy with a bright future ahead of him. If you've missed any of my previous episodes, maybe you can go back and give them a cheeky listen. West Coast Eagle fans, I recommend my chat with Hamish Brayshaw. Well, that's a wrap on today and I will be back again next week. Goodbye.